0: Welcome to the Kingdom Corner Podcast, where we discuss how to live the kingdom culture on earth as it is in heaven, just as Jesus prayed. Here's your host, the great Matt Geib. Good day, folks. Matt Geib here again with you on another wonderful episode of the Kingdom Corner Podcast today and my heart is so full of what I want to share. Last time we were together, we kind of took a little bit of a detour, and we talked about the saints, or you as a saint, as a daughter and a son of God being displayed for his purposes. And now we're going to get back into what I had started as a series, Apostles and Prophets, the Foundation of the Kingdom. Apostles and Prophets, the Foundation of the Kingdom. Having said that, I want you to turn with me. If you have your Bibles, if not, you can just listen to this. And we're going to read in Ephesians 4. I'm going to start with verse 1. I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called. See here we have Paul, and he's in prison, and he's sending them this letter, and he's exhorting them on how they should live. He wants them to live with all lowliness and meekness, with patience, forbearing one another in love. Eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body, one Spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of us all, who is above all and through all and in all. But grace was given to each of us or each one of you according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it is said, When he ascended on high, this is talking about Jesus, he led a host of captives, and he gave gifts to men. In saying he ascended, what does it mean? That he had also descended into the lower parts of the earth. He who descended is he who also ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. We're talking about the Christ when he rose from the grave and he conquered death and he conquered sin. And so what did he do? What did he do? Verse 11, and he who descended, we'll start at verse 10 again, is he who ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. And his gifts were that some should be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers, for the equipment of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the building up the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the cunning of men, by their craftiness and deceitful wiles. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ from whom the whole body, joined and knit together by every joint which it is supplied when each part is working properly, makes bodily growth and upbuilds itself in love. So we're talking about here these first, what, 16 verses of Ephesians, talking about the unity of the church, about building the church, and the attributes and the traits that we need. We need to be of one body, one mind, one spirit. We have all these things in common. We're to be loving and patient toward each other, forbearing. He's talking about building the body of Christ together. And then he says here, you know, he's connecting this, I believe, when you get down to verse 9, 10, and 11. We really want to hit on this. A lot of preachers do. But the way this body is being put together, this building, the temple of God, is that he has provided These offices—apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers—for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, till we all become mature in Christ. He's brought them. He's given them as gifts to you and I, to the church, and some of you out there are called to be in these offices, and that's what this series is all about. We're really highlighting apostles and prophets, the foundation of the kingdom— And I wanted you to read this verse or be studying this verse. The next thing we're going to do, you may not be able to do it, but I want you to imagine it in your mind, or if you're sitting at home there, you can do this. This is what I did several weeks ago when I was thinking about this passage. I took a plain piece of notebook paper, I turned it sideways, and I drew from the bottom edge to the top, I drew a six-inch line on one side. And then I drew a line across from that that was about eight inches. So I have about an inch border on each side. Then the other side, I drew up six inches and it's like a rectangle. And then I put a roof on top. This is the temple of God. This is my artwork here. So I put a roof on top. I have the sides are six inches, six inches, and that goes across about eight inches. All right. And then you have enough border at the top to put a roof on that. And then I want you to take at the bottom and go an inch up at the very bottom where you drew your line. Go one inch up on either side and then draw a line again across. And that's a one inch block there at the bottom. Now here's what I want you to do with this outline, this rough picture you've drawn, so you can get this in your mind of what I'm talking about. I want you to take that one-inch line across the bottom, and I want you to split it in two, so each side will be about four inches, because it's eight inches across altogether. And I want you to put, label on one side, prophets, label on the other side, apostles. That's the foundation of your building, okay? Prophets and apostles. We'll put the rest of these offices or ministries in here as well. Come up on the right side and draw yourself a door, and then on the border, write the word evangelist with an arrow pointing into the door. The evangelists bring people into this building, the church, the temple of God. Then I want you to take that big expanse between the foundation of apostles and prophets, and I want you to put teachers there somewhere. You can draw various shaped rooms like I have, And teachers teach all kinds of things. We need the teachers to fill up the house of God. And then what do you think we have for the roof? You're going to have for the roof, you're going to put the word pastors there. That's your drawing. It's too bad we're not on Zoom or on YouTube. You could see my very archaic, unartistic drawing, but it works. And that's what we're, we're going to be talking about. We're talking about the fivefold ministry, but in particular, apostles and prophets. And I want to read something. I have a lot of information. We don't have to go fast because we can just continue on with this series because it's an important series. Apostles and prophets. He gave these gifts to the church. You know, we're talking about having love. We're talking about having unity. One faith, one baptism, all these things and how they're maintained and instructed in the church is through these ministries, apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers, and pastors. They train the people up in these things. They're not the ones—I want you to get this out of your mind, too—they're not the ones doing everything. They're training you how to do those things, how to live in unity, how to live in love, how to function as the body of Christ on earth, how to go out. An evangelist is not doing all the soul winning, but he's teaching people how to do that and going out into the community and out in the highways and byways with teams of people and showing them how to win souls so they can be brought into the church. The teacher's instructing on the Bible and the Word of God, not so you have a lot of head data, but so that you can live it out in your heart and in your life. And then we have pastors, and that's another thing that I could really spend time on, but they are the covering. Yes, they're not the ultimate covering. We know Jesus Christ, God, is the ultimate covering over you, but they are a covering for those in the church. They are to minister and counsel with people, do some teaching, yes, but they're more the one-on-one, and they're shepherding people in that way, and they're taking people aside and speaking into their life words of God that God gives them, and maybe Ramus scriptures. And we could spend a lot of time on all this, but that kind of lays a foundation for where I'm going with this study, Apostles and Prophets, the Foundation of the Kingdom. We could call today's episode, we could call it Designs and Definitions, Designs and Definitions. And having gone on here for almost 10 or 15 minutes, I want to read something that a good pastor friend of mine wrote. In fact, I could get off into this rabbit trail and we might get on it another time. But he's my young minister friend. You know, he's probably 40-plus years younger than me. And in the last two years, God has enlightened me more through his ministry than I've been enlightened in years. And he helped me. God in this man, Tyler Frick, out of Texas, now toward Alabama, and he wants to be in North Carolina. You can be praying about that. He wants to move his family there for ministry. He's a pastor. He's a called teacher. He moves in the prophetic gifts. He knows the Word of God backward and forward. God used him in my life to really enlighten me, kind of like a third booster on a rocket to propel me further. And I have a lot of, I'm not trying to brag, but I have a quite a foundation. I've taught for years in the church, even pastored for a bit. But God used him to kind of resurrect some of those things and put some of those things that I've been studying for years together. And so I'm just, it's a shout out to Tyler Frick. He's with a group I'm with that he started back in 2018, July of 2018. We were talking about it today, in fact, called the King's Company. The King's Company. You've got to check that out. I can't say enough about that. And I have such a testimony that maybe another time I'll share on that. That's, That's why I'm here on this podcast. Kingdom Corner. That's one of the reasons. But anyway, I want to read a post that goes right along with what we're talking about that he shared today. And I want to read this post. What is the purpose of recognizing all five offices in ministry? Tyler writes. One, to equip the saints for works of ministry. Two, for building up the body of Christ. Three, unity in the faith. Four, unity and knowledge of the Son of God. Five, for maturity in the stature of the fullness of Christ. Six, that we not be led away by various doctrines and heresies, I'll say. Seven, to grow up into Christ as the head and in love. And that's just what we read in Ephesians 4, that portion of Scripture there, 1 to about 15. You know, he, he brought out some salient points from that, Tyler did. So then he asked, what happens when we are offended at these names, that is the offices, apostle, prophet, evangelist, teacher, pastor when we're offended by those names and do not want to identify people. We might not get off of this today, but that's all right. We'll come right back to it the next episode. This I really what happens when we are offended at the names and don't want to identify people? 1. We equip the saints for procrastination and laziness. 2. We oppress the body of Christ. 3. There's unity in the fear of man. We're afraid of man. We're afraid to step out, okay? Four, there's unity in knowledge of our pride. Five, there's weakness and misrepresentation of the fullness of Christ, of the gifts that he's given us, that he He ascended on high to bring to us. Like that scripture said. Five, for the weakness and misrepresentation of the fullness of Christ. The body of Christ right now, the body, if we were to look at it as a body, pretty weak right now. And that's why it needs these offices really functioning in power. Six, we become led by various doctrines. Seven, we never grow up into Christ as the head in love. Instead, our heads grow while our hearts fail us. Over the past few weeks, I've seen multiple posts by people who I think mean well in what they're saying, but they are wrong. We don't need to focus on titles in the church. Okay, and I want to get into this a little bit more. Who cares if you're an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, or teacher? Just be a son. I don't care what my office is. I just want to be like Jesus. And that's, he's saying that's wrong to just say, I want to be like Jesus. I don't want to focus on these offices, but I want to give a, I do want to give a right view on that because over the years I've been intimidated by that as well about people that come by and give you their card and say, I'm Apostle so and so. Or they come by, I'm Prophet so and so. And I want to speak to your congregation. That's kind of intimidated me when somebody had to, Step out and say that, you know, or other people would put them on a pedestal like that. It's not a proud thing. These offices, like the apostle and prophet, they're down at the bottom, they're the foundation. They are the servants of the people. If anybody is serving the people, they are. I want to make that statement. He goes on, Tyler goes on to say, that may sound nice and clean and healthy, but it's bad thinking. It's contradictory to what scripture says. It's a setup for a letdown. Why? Because God gave us these offices on purpose and for a reason. See, I think there's a balance there. Yes, there's offices. Yes, people need to be identified, but it's not maybe in kind of the old religious concept that this is bishop so-and-so, this is prophet so-and-so, this is apostle so-and-so, that we need to always be saying that. These offices, I would say there's a lot of people, I realize over the 40-plus years I've been in the church ministered in the church, taught in the church, even been a pastor for a while. There's a lot of saints out there who functioned in one of these offices, but they never carried the title that man gave them. They never carried a plaque. They never had a business card. But the office came more out of how they were functioning than somebody saying, oh, brother Joseph is a prophet. It was all identified by the function more than some man giving them a title. That's the other side of this. Yes, we do need to identify these. And yes, if you're in this group that God has his finger on, that Tyler's talking about, that I'm starting to address, you need to step into those offices. Do you need to go around and brag to everybody that that's who you are? No. But the very actions that you do, the very way that you carry yourself, as we get into this study about apostles and prophets and maybe evangelists, teachers, and pastors later, the very way you carry yourself and the way you conduct yourself That's going to be the proof of your apostleship or prophet, you know, mantle. That's going to be the proof of it. You don't need man to recognize you. And I think that's where we're headed in the church today. There's going to be a lot of no-name people, so to speak, that God is going to use in these offices that he's gifted to the church, that he ascended on high to bring to the church to make sure the church was functioning the way it should in a healthy way. So that's what I'm talking about. Let's go on. God gave us these offices on purpose and for a reason. Did you know that you can find your identity in Christ and still honor the new name? See, it's a name that God has given you more than an office. It's a function God has put inside of you, a gift he's put inside of you. Whether you're a teacher, like, I know that's one of my main giftings, or a prophet, or an apostle, and I don't need to tell everybody that, but it's it's a name that he's given me. Did you know that you can be like Jesus and still walk in the office of ministry you're called to? Neglecting to learn about who we are, what our gifts are, where we fit in the body as leaders will cause us to miss opportunities to lead, love, learn and steward. Let me read that again. Did you know that you can be like Jesus and still walk in the office of ministry you were called to? Neglecting to learn about who we are, what our gifts are and where we fit in the body of Christ as leaders will cause us to meet miss opportunities to lead, love, learn and steward. Oh, how the body of Christ needs people. Let me say that the job occupation, that those apostle prophets, evangelists, teachers with the right heart and the right humility and the right giftings, it's not a plaque handed out by man. It's not a card given out. You don't go to Bible college and you're automatically a pastor. You may be in the world's mind's view and you're not a prophet or this or that. You go to prophetic school and you're automatically a prophet. It's a calling from God. But believe me, There is such a need in the body of Christ. This is a call out today to the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Rise up, come into your calling. That's what I'm feeling on my heart as I teach this. There's such a need to fulfill these, to become these names, and therefore then be the office. Let God give you that name. Don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid of man in those places that He's calling you to. Let's go on. If you're just a son, but actually a called apostle, you will never partner with other apostles to see regional prophetic fulfillment. Boy, this is an eye-opener. If God's calling you in that, you need to get into that. No, you won't. You need to be bold and step into that. You won't because you won't recognize your role to transition culture from that office. If you just want to be like Jesus, but you're actually a prophet, you know Jesus was too, will you ever step into the role to influence the community and influencers in it? with developed and understood words from the Lord? No, you won't, because you'll be too lenient on yourself and your mandate. If you don't think the offices are important, let me stop here. Let me stop, 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 stop. That's false humility if you say, well, I'm just a son or I'm just a daughter of God. God may be kind of wanting me to do some of those things, but I'm not going to do that. That's false humility. That's false pride. That's just on the other end of the spectrum of the guy who comes in and says, I'm apostle so-and-so, you better honor me, or I'm prophet so-and-so, I'm going to tell you all what to do. That's the opposite of it. Pride takes on a number of forms. There's a guy who hides in the back of the auditorium because he's afraid of man and won't step into what God's called him to, and there's the other guy who's rushing the pulpit, and you know he wants to preach and tell all the people what to do. Both places, they're in the wrong place. And God wants to direct them the right way. So I've said that. I've said that. Let's go on. If you don't think offices are important, but you're actually an evangelist, you might get caught up trying to attend every church event in the four walls without realizing your opportunities and favor outside of the four walls. You won't be comfortable being you walking in your mantle because you'll think your gifts operate in church when they actually operate in obedience to God's leading everywhere you go. If you don't want to give... Too much significant meaning to titles, but you're actually called to pastor, you'll end up teaching a congregation every week instead of discipling and shepherding people. No, the pastor doesn't have to be the one teaching. If you're too proud to receive a name, now listen to me, God gives you, and you're called to be a teacher, you will miss opportunity to step into the places you're called to. And the revival birth from teaching, like the multiplying people following Jesus or John the Baptist as they taught, won't happen. You'll spend time trying to be less talkative when you're you've been anointed to not shut up. Offices are not titles; they are names. It's about the name. It's about the function out of that name. Okay, please remember that officers are not titles; they are names, and it's about the functioning out of that name. What you're doing, officers are not titles; they are names, and honoring the five God that he mentioned in Ephesians 4, not man, chose to give us, is the only way we'll be able to reach the goals he gave us to come into maturity in the body of Christ. It's false humility and pride not to accept. See, he's saying the same thing I do at the end here. False humility and pride not to accept who God calls you. to Do it maturely and receive your name. Receive your name today. I speak that out over you. That's been on my heart in this lesson and tyler brought it out it's it's a message of the hour there's a job out there and we have few people to do it apostle prophet evangelist teacher you know pastor step into those names and i'm reminded of that isaiah 6 where the lord is saying who will go for us who will go out for us and there's isaiah i believe it's at the beginning of his calling actually even though it's chapter 6 and he said Here am I, Lord. I mean, I'm sure he was shaking in his boots. Send me. And the cherubim came down, and they took a coal, and they purified his lips. God will purify you today if you just say yes to him. He will purify your words. He will purify your heart if your heart is right. You don't have to have a card. You don't have to be recognized by a board. You know, just like Paul. Paul was ordained by God. That's what he says in several of his epistles. So that's what I want to leave you with today. We're, again, talking about apostles and prophets, the foundation of the church. We've begun to talk about design, my drawing. And next week, I guess we'll get into the definition part. And and we'll begin to explain this and unpack it and lay it out for you so you can begin to understand and you can begin to see what your calling is. Now, I want you to go from here and I want you to be blessed. And I want you to, to pray about this. And I want you to seek the Lord, what he would say to you. I believe he's put this message on Tyler's heart just as well as he put it on my heart. God bless you, my friend. Till next time. Hey, thank you for being a part of the Kingdom Corner. Make sure you click that subscribe button so you get notified every time we release a new episode. Welcome to the family.